second. Yeah, I'd like to just share a few thoughts on one line from this hymn where it says, we are weak, but thou art mighty. We are weak, but thou art mighty. When we've, we've been singing so much of the Lord's love and particularly his love for us, even in that hymn 287, we would ask that question, what were we that thou on us such love should ever pour? And I don't know about you, but I oftentimes feel the truth of that question. Many of us might be feeling weak this morning. And the question is, as believers, what do we do with that weakness? How do we think of ourselves during our times of weakness? And more importantly, how do we think about God during those times of weakness? And so I thought that we could just share a few thoughts from the word with regards to that question. What do we do in our times of weakness? So the line in the hymn reminds us of 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Just that phrase there that the Apostle Paul um, tells the Corinthians, for when I am weak, then I am strong. This is 2 Corinthians 12, verse 10. And in a way, you might say that that statement, for when I am weak, then I am strong, echoes all the way through the book of 2 Corinthians. This is the book we've been reading together on Thursday nights, and it really strikes me that it almost summarizes the whole book, that Paul could say, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. But what does that really mean? And how does that, how can we really live that in a practical way um, in our lives? First, we could think about what does he mean by weakness? One th I don't really think it helps to think of weakness as our sins. It's not as if to say, let's sin a lot more because then God's strength can be revealed. I don't really think that's what the Apostle Paul has in mind here. So it's not that kind of weakness. But I do believe that we face weakness, and the Apostle Paul faced weakness from our three enemies. Uh, we talked about this a lot, those three enemies of our flesh, the world, and the devil. In a lot of ways, we suffer weakness at the hands of these three enemies. So we can take them one at a time. We're weak. Our bodies are weak. Um, we might be feeling that this morning. We get headaches. We get run down with disease. We're all getting older, whether we like to acknowledge it or not. Even Maurice, at age 11, is aging. <laughs> and um, the truth is, a lot of times our bodies don't do what we want them to do. Um, we, we try to discipline ourselves to maybe wake up early and read the word, but our bodies want to sleep in. We try to focus as we're um, 
sitting in the meeting or whatever it might be, but our bodies are always rebelling against this. And in a very real sense, we get sick and we get physically weak. And so we are struggling sometimes just simply because we're weak in our bodies. But even more than that, if you think about in the context of the world, many times as believers, we may feel like we are sort of losers in the eyes of the world. We're losing at the world's games. And Paul definitely felt that as we been looking at 2 Corinthians. He was considered by some to be less impressive than some of the other speakers who would come to their church, to their assembly. And many times we might feel like those who look on think of us as weak, think of us as losers at the world's games. And in whether we realize it or not, we are also being attacked spiritually by principalities and powers and authorities. Um, Satan is real, and he is like a lion prowling around seeking for someone to devour. So, and he's a powerful enemy. And so we may feel that weakness in the face of our enemy, Satan. Paul is able to say in verse 10, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Some of those items on the list, like weaknesses, this comes from weaknesses in the flesh. Others, like insults and persecutions, this is facing weakness in the world system receiving ridicule from the people who are looking on at him. And I believe that some of these things like calamities and hardships oftentimes are spiritual battles that the enemy is hurling against us, trying to break us down. But we have to realize, just as Paul did, in our times of weakness, God's strength is more and more revealed. And I just wanted to look at two pictures that really show that. First, in the life of Gideon. If we could just turn, if you've got your Bibles there, you can look in the book of Judges. Judges chapter 6. There was never a weaker hero than Gideon. Um, and Diane and I were talking about his life and his story briefly this morning. And it reminded me, if you're on this meeting this morning and you feel weak, then read the story of, of Gideon. And it can be a great encouragement because when in Judges 6, when the angel of the Lord comes to him, and I know this is a familiar passage, verse 12 says, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. And Gideon, in his weakness, was used by the Lord to great effect. In fact, you might say, 
he was used by the Lord probably because he was weak. And we see that played out through his entire service as a judge in, in Israel. You recall whenever it came time to have an army to go fight, the Lord said, this army is too strong. Because if you get a victory, you'll think it was your own doing. And so he began to whittle away at the army until it was down to 300 men. Because in that weak army, if that weak army would succeed, then God would receive the glory. And there's a nice picture of this in the way that, arm, that battle was fought. So if you can flip over to chapter 7, not to read the whole passage, but if in your own time, it's a great encouragement to read these chapters in full. But he fought this battle in a very strange way. We see in verse 15, as soon as Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation, he worshiped. And he returned to the camp of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord has given the host of Midian into your hand. And he divided the 300 men into three companies and put trumpets into the hands of all of them and empty jars with torches inside the jars. And he said to them, Look at me and do likewise. When I come to the outskirts of the camp, do as I do. When I blow the trumpet, I and all who are with me then blow the trumpets also on every side of all the camp and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. So Gideon and the hundred men who were with, and the hundred men who were with him came to the outskirts of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch when they had just set the watch. And they blew the trumpets and smashed the jars that were in their hands. And then the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the jars. They held in their left hands the torches and in their right hands the trumpets to blow. But I love to think of that image of the torch inside that earthen vessel, the torch inside the jar. And when that jar is broken, the torch shines out for all to see. And this is, in many ways, a picture of the life and ministry of Gideon. He is like that fragile earthen vessel. But in his weakness, the torch within, the glory of God, can be revealed. And the same is true for you and me. If you feel like God can't use you because you're too weak, just remember, it's even that weakness itself that can bring God glory. If you're struggling in your sickness or you're hospitalized, it's those words of encouragement that you give to the nurses where God's glory is truly seen. Even that smile on your face that you're able to keep in the midst of great suffering gives glory to God. Even when the time comes, your death and my death will only be a greater victory for the glory of God. I think about our brother Victor James and his memorial service that we were able to attend. You would think that death would be the great defeat, 
a great show of our weakness, but instead, that's the time when God is revealed to be even stronger as we look back over what he's done in the life of one of his people. And so just one more passage of scripture, we return to 2 Corinthians. This is back in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, because this is where we see the story of Gideon, this battle. We see a spiritual application to it. Because in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul speaks about the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. This is in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But where did he put that light? In the next verse, Paul says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay or in earthen vessels to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. Isn't that beautiful? Because it's, he puts this treasure, this powerful light of the glory of God in weak vessels like you and me so that even as we are cracked and broken in weakness, God's light shines through those cracks. So I pray that that would be an encouragement to you and me not to become burdened or overwhelmed by the weaknesses that we face from our own bodies, the weaknesses that we face because of the world systems, the way that these world systems are organized, oftentimes to the detriment of righteousness, and the weaknesses we face uh, as we uh, receive attacks from the enemy, the schemes of the devil. In all of that weakness, God's might and power can be displayed all the more. So I pray that that's an encouragement for us to hold fast to him and to fan into flame that gift of God that's within you so that it can shine all the brighter when those cracks begin to appear in our vessels. May he be glorified. Amen. 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 Amen.